the land we're talking about Avraham Avinu and Lot they both had a lot of cattle and as we all know cattle needs grazing but the land that they have that they had was not enough to supply grazing for all their cattle so they couldn't be together because their cattle everything was too much and then he says again and they could not sit together they could not stay together they could not dwell together that looks like an obvious redundancy why are we repeating the word twice there's a sefer called Shemin HaTov. It was written by a great, great Tamit Hakam, Rabbi Yaakov bin Yosef Harufe from Baghdad. And this was, uh, he, he lived in the uh, early 19th century. And he said like this, he says, we learn from here how we should stay away from argument, not to escalate it. He says the first time that we had Lashabat Yahta, they could not dwell together because there was a reason for it. It was too much. Each one has Dana. But then the second time, they couldn't stand each other anymore. It escalated to the point where they just could not be together any longer. This have with arguments. If we don't stop the argument right there, it's going to escalate to the point where you just don't want to talk to each other any longer. This is same thing we find in Parashat Toledot. It's Hagavinu. He his shepherds they dug a well, and the shepherds of Gerar they fought with them. So no, no, it's our, it's our water. It's not our water. Each one is fighting. But what he called it? Essek. Was Essek? It askoimo. And he heated argument. That's it. The second time around, he dug again, and they came. He called it sitna. Sitna is a strong conflict. There was a real, real fight between them. It got escalated. That's what we said before. The first argument is over right. The lesson he says we learn from here is when you have an argument, especially if it's an argument within the family, don't escalate it. Now, what was the argument? The argument between the shepherds of Abraham Avinu and the shepherds of, Ro of Lot. The argument was like this. The shepherds of Avraham Avinu, they noticed that the Ro'im, the shepherds of Lot, were grazing in foreign lands, lands that did not belong to them. So he told them, hey, this is Gezel Gamur. You're stealing. You can't do that. What did they say? So they would say, wait a minute. Well, Akadosh Baruch Hu promised the land to Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu has no Yorshim, no heirs. Lot is the only one that is the heir. Therefore, he's going, the land is his since the Hashem promised the land to Abraham and 
the only Yoresh now is Lot, so it belongs to him. Ah, but the Torah tells us, the, the land did not belong to Abraham yet. The land was at the time. It belonged to the, whoever the government was there at the time. So there was Gezel. So again, this escalated. So comes Abraham Abinu, and he tells to his nephew Lot, he says, you know what? We can't stay together. He parted Nami Alay. Gotta separate, you go your way, I go my way. Now, why is Abraham Avinu telling his nephew, go somewhere else? Perhaps they could somehow get together. Perhaps they might find a solution. No. Abraham Avinu was worried about something. He was worried about Hilul Hashem. And let me tell you why. Let me give you an illustration first, what happened later on. Later on, the Torah tells us about something that we perhaps we can call a mini world war. There were four kings that were fighting five kings. But the four kings were very strong and they were, they were victorious. But then, when, when, uh, when the four kings captured the land of the five kings, Lot, the nephew of Avram Avinu, was in there. So they captured him too. So one of the, uh, a refugee ran away from there. And Your nephew has been captured. Now, what was he thinking? I mean, this is not a... He was not acting like a, a good Samaritan, no. He had the wrong intent. His intention was, oh, if Abraham Avinu would go fight four powerful kings, he will die, and I'll give him a chance to marry Sarayman. Question comes up. How could Abraham Avinu risk his life and the life of his men to save Lot. After all, we're talking about four very mighty kings who defeated the five kings. How could he? He's not allowed to go and risk his life if he knows he's going to die, or there's a great, a great chance that he will. But what he had in mind was he was a question of kiddush Hashem. Because, as Rashi tells us, <clears throat> the face of Lot looked exactly like the face of Abraham Avinu. It was identical faces. So what they were going to be going to, they were going to say, look, we, look, we have Abraham here. I've got this man here that goes around proclaiming there's only one God. He takes all our idols and he breaks them to pieces. This man, we have him, we captured him now. We can do whatever we want with him. Yeah? Avraham Avinu was actually going to fight what we might call a theological war. A war to defend the honor, Kvod Hashem, the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A war of Kiddush Hashem. That's why. Same thing here with Lot. 
He had to separate because their faces were the same. What would people say? Oh, look, these people, the, the, the shepherds of, 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 of Abraham, because they didn't know, look, Abraham looked exactly the same. Oh, the shepherds of the man, it's the man of God, the man that proclaims himself that there's only one. want to have Hilul Hashem, so he parted Nami Alai. Go. Let me point, let me point out at, at, at this point uh, right now that the fact that Avraham Avinu risked his life to fight despite the odds being against him. This midah, this behavior of saving the honor of Akadoshwar who has passed on has been passed on to his offspring. How many thousands of Jews have given their life for Kiddush Hashem throughout the ages? See, there have been probably tens of thousands of Jews, very simple Jews, who over the generations stood up to the vastly more superior forces willing to give up their lives for sanctification of God's name. All this this Pasha. I heard once from Rabbi Friend a short story about Rabbi Shimon Schwab. Rabbi Shimon Schwab, a big time in Hakam from Germany. At the age of 25, he was already well-known Rav in Germany. And it was like 1933. The year when Hitler in Machshemovazikro became Chancellor of Germany, he was the power and he had his Gestapo. The Gestapo was terrorizing the people. It was Parashat Kitisa and he was delivering a sermon. He was talking about the Egel Azav, the golden calf. So in his Shabbat sermon, he quoted. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Shimon Raphael Hirsch was like the great rabbi of the German Jewry. And he was quoting him saying that the Bnei Israel did not use the Egel as an actual God, but only as a middleman between the Bnei Israel and Hashem. It's a middleman. They believed in Hashem. It was just a middleman. But the word middleman in German is Mittler. That's he was talking about Mittler, the middleman. Now, Mittler sounds like Hitler, almost. So he says, no, Jews don't need to have a Mittler. But there was an informer there. Even in the synagogue, there was an informer. Next day, he ran to the Gestapo. He said, Rabbi Schwab said that Jews don't need Hitler. Immediately, he was called to the Gestapo office. How could you say things like that? So he explained to them. Listen, I, I was quoting our rabbi, and he showed them. We clearly showed that he, 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 he was using the word mitla. He says, we believe that we can go straight to Akadoshwar, who talked to him, we don't need anybody in between. He says, I was misquoted. 
Say, well, we gotta, you have to be investigated. Fine, go, call back next week. He calls back. So this went on for about like two months. Finally, the last time he calls, the guy screams at him. You Jews are so persistent. Don't call anymore. You know, the matter's been closed. Finish. But for the two months, every night, he would go to sleep in his regular day clothes, like magnificent clothes, not pajamas. Why? Because he had an acquaintance who did something, whatever, and the Gestapo went in his house in the middle of the night, took him out of his bed with his pajamas and hanged him. He did not want to be hanged in his pajamas. It was some Chilul Hashem, the big rabbi in the pajamas being hanging. For Kvod Hashem, Kvod of the Torah, he went in his regular clothes in the whole night. You see, Abraham Avinu went and he fought these, these four kings to save Lot. But it's not just to save a life. It was to show Kiddush Hashem, to stay away from Kiddush Hashem, even though the risks were great. This is what we see later on. When Akadosh Baruch Hu tells Abraham Avinu, go outside. It says, and count the stars. Now, we all know, counting the stars, you can't count the stars. Not possible. Yeah? But what did Abraham do? He started counting. But it's not possible, right? Hashem told him, your offspring will be the same as you. Even in times where it's impossible, you still go ahead and do it. We've been faced throughout the ages with impossible situations. But it did not deter us from confronting that situation, fighting that situation. And somehow, with the help of HaKadosh Baruch we were always victorious. We are called Yehudim. From whom? From Yehuda. Yehuda, you know, in Parashat Vayigash, Vayigash elav Yehuda. Yehuda, he came near, at the time, the, the, the vice king, if you want to call it, that was Yosef HaSadiq. For all practical purposes, he's the one that uh, delivered the, the law or whatever. And why did he get close? Because he wanted to, to defend his brother, Binyamin. Now, let me ask you a question. Binyamin was actually, he was, he was found to be guilty. Okay, he was framed, we know that, but Yehuda doesn't know that. They found the, the goblet, the, the, the silver cup of, the, of uh, Yosef HaTzadik, they found in his, in his sack. So he was, that's it. The evidence was there. He was, question about it. What's there to defend? 
Now, Yehuda could have said, well, listen, there's nothing we can do. Hey, the evidence is here. No. My gosh, you love Yehuda. Even in a case where it's almost not possible to defend, he went ahead and did it anyway. He went and he spoke. And eventually, somehow, Binyamin uh, uh, was not uh, punished or anything like that because, as we know, Yosef HaTzadik revealed himself. But this is Yehudim. In all situations, regardless of what situation it is, we go ahead. We confront. We fight. That's us. We're always persistent, like our father Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu nitnasa asara nisyonot. Ten nisyonot. Ten trials. Not one, not two. Now, he didn't need this nation. I guess Baruch who knows that Aaron is going to do the command that he had. No question about it. But that was to show the world, to show us that Abraham Avinu, regardless of what, take your son. Doesn't matter. He didn't flinch an eye. He went ahead and did it. This is the way we have inherited from our forefathers. Go ahead, always defend our Torah, fight for our Torah, fight for the honor of HaKadosh Always keep your head up to defend the glory of the Warrior Alam. Continue at all times with no fear to resist all adversaries. Keep our precious Torah and our beloved and cherished Mitzvot at all times, regardless of the situation. And by Azat Hashem, we'll be so to have Mashiach Sitkenu Bekarova making it so.